1: host Amy Montgomery, entrepreneur and digital marketing agency owner. Today, my guest is Wendy Holtmark. She's an executive at change management coach. She helps women flip the script for today's changing world to find success in their way and make a real impact. Wendy, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. So how did you become an executive coach?
0: I looked ahead and saw that I had a change of season coming with my life. You know, I had this 20 plus year, very successful career in human resources, in healthcare and in corporate. And just looking ahead to what was next, I knew something was tugging at me just to live my life a little bit differently. I understood that I most enjoyed in my conversations with leaders, just really that one-to-one and really helping them help themselves. There's real coaching element inside of me already. And then I just wanted to marry that up with uh, just something different to be my own boss, to have more flexibility, to really make the decisions about what I'm working on and how I do it. And so coaching fit a lot of criteria for that. And I just networked to a coach and then ultimately hired that coach. And that just really accelerated things for me to become an executive coach today. In walking through your journey, what are you grateful for? Yeah. And I'm grateful for all of it because I've people talk about, make sure that you surround yourself with people who are going to support you and be your cheerleader. And I was like, okay, got it. And pretty much absolutely every person, including my husband was just like so supportive of, you know, I thought it was a cool idea, just wanted to help me and do help me all the time. And so I'm really grateful for those people. I'm grateful for the people that I've had the opportunity to serve because they, each and every one just teach me something new and new about myself and all the experiences, even those that just sort of seemed kind of boring, gone on too long at the time, all of those experiences in my life really brought me where I am today. So I'm very, very grateful for all of that.
1: What is your intention and, and what has been your intention in developing your coaching business?
0: Yeah, it's shifted over time. So when I started out, I had come hot off of an HR career in a very change-heavy environment. So there was just I was just living organizational change all the time. And so I thought, this is how I'll serve. I will help leaders who are leading organizational change. But I felt called to do something like one level above that, because what I was really fascinated with is just the environment of constant change that we're all living in and what a fascinating environment and landscape to be a leader and a demanding one and a challenging one. And so I shifted my focus just to be more about, okay, hold on a sec. We just came off this crazy, crazy period. We're still in a crazy time. And the reality is change is only going to happen faster. Like It's never going to move slower than it does today. And, and I think that just has caused a lot of people, a lot of women to reflect on what it is that they really want to be as a leader. And so I'm, I'm shifting my focus to be a little bit less specific to let's get this organizational change done to like, we're in this world of constant change. And how do I navigate that and thrive in that? So that's where I'm at right now. And so this is where I really want to be able to help women in leadership to you know, flip that script. So recognizing the old way doesn't work for me anymore, but what does, and that's really where I come in and, and help.
1: What are some of the top struggles that those you meet with are dealing
0: with? It's a lot around career ambivalence. I hear that a lot, and I think that speaks to the great resignation, and a lot of people are experiencing that, but I think this swirl that we've been living in has caused people to just pause and say, is this where I want to be? I had that conversation a lot. Am I doing what I'm meant to be doing? As well as how do I keep my team engaged? How do I stay inspired when I feel just this constant movement of the world around me and being pulled in a lot of different directions. So it's really around career ambivalence and leading through change and this feeling of overwhelm of, you know, not knowing where to go next.
1: What are some of the ways that you help executives deal with the overwhelm?
0: Well, the very first thing when you're dealing with overwhelm is to stop. It's literally just to like slow down and actually come to a a stop. It doesn't have to be a long stop, but just to take a short period, just to gather yourself. And I, I think working with a coach can really be that helpful external hands on the shoulders of like, okay, it's okay to stop right now. It's okay to gather your thoughts and then actually start to recognize That we actually contribute to some degree to our own overwhelm. And we contribute to some of the patterns uh, that lead to overwhelm. And there are sometimes actually even a little bit of avoidance of the big things we could be doing that we're reluctant to look at. And so we gravitate towards those low value tasks that can kind of consume us. And so then that just creates this wheel that spins around and around of I'm sucked into these low value tasks. I don't have the energy to really assess what's going on. And because I don't have the energy to assess what's going on, I just go back to the low level tasks and just that's where overwhelm can kind of creep in. So really, the very first thing is to stop and then to take a good, healthy look and question ultimately how some of the behaviors that you have taken on are actually contributing to the problem or, or serving an unhelpful purpose is another way to, to kind of put it.
1: Yeah. I like that. So how do you help them overcome the constant change and doubt in their career? And we're big in that right now where Mm -hmm. that is constantly changing. So how do you, what are some of the uh, tips that you help them?
0: Yeah, one thing I've been reflecting on lately, one of the uh, pillars in my methodology is lead yourself. And that can mean a lot of different things. And it used to mean a common interpretation of that was instilled by someone named, I, th- I think it was Peter Drucker. I'm not entirely sure, but be the CEO of your life. And so when I was like really exploring that, I thought like, oh my gosh, I got to be the CEO of my life. And then I stopped and said, what? No. I'm here as a woman, I'm here as a coach to broaden that definition and to make that real for, for people. And I think this, the, that world of constant change that we're in the concept of being the CEO of your own life just doesn't really like resonate. Like there's a lot more soul (laughs) that's needed today to lead yourself. And and so the analogy I'm starting to shift towards is be the Sherpa of your own life, like be that guide who's going to lead you through all of those very unique challenges, things that spring up that we, none of us could ever have predicted. And so to learn how to actually really trust yourself as that expert in your own life so that you can be your own guide for whatever is ahead. You don't need some executive mindset to, to lead yourself. And so we start by just breaking that down and really starting to identify ways to trust yourself. And what I also find with women who are going through big career questions, there's this real like sense of unfinished business. Like, I'm not happy doing what I'm doing. I want. I think I want to get out of here. But if I leave now, will I, will I realize that actually the problem was me, that it's just going to follow me wherever I go? Will I feel like I... Uh, quit. Well, I feel like I gave up too soon on a challenge. And the way I work with with women who are experiencing some of those feelings is to become really aware of what's actually going on. So take like that 30,000 foot view and understand and accept like what that actually looks like for the good, the bad, and the ugly of like the people around us who contribute to those problems, how we have contributed to those problems accept it and then make the conscious choice to move forward, whatever that means for us. And when we do that, it's not about solving everything before we go. It's just about really making those decisions from a place where we deeply understand what's happening. And then that way, even if we were contributing to a problem, first of all, we may decide actually I want to stay here. I want to work on, I want to work on it some more. Or we may say, it's time for me to move on, but I'm prepared to start a new chapter. I'm prepared to contribute in different ways. I'm prepared to be that Sherpa myself. Those are ways that I help with that career ambivalence. Can you share some of your client success stories? Yeah. My favorite one that came up pretty recently, I was uh, talking to a client who was really struggling with asserting her own identity as a leader. She had been kind of raised in an organization from a very early stage of her career. And then her manager had been there for a gazillion years who was very well respected. And so she just kept sort of seeing herself in relation to that person and her manager was encouraging her. When you're in these conversations, bring more of yourself into them. And she, and so what we talked about was I said, instead of thinking about like what Meredith would say or what, this person would say, or am I doing this right? Just stop and say, what does this conversation need right now? Just look at it from that level and then say, what do I think this conversation needs right now? And give that a try. And she got in touch with me a couple of weeks later and she said that was just game-changing for her. And that when she stopped and asked herself, she was asking herself that question like lots and lots of times each day. And when she did stop and ask it, she heard really surprising things coming from herself that she then felt really prepared to try. So that was one of the most rewarding pieces of feedback I got from a client. And I think the reason it was so rewarding is because it really, it was one question I offered, but then like she just used it over and over again and found her own insights. And that's really what I'm here to do is to just unlock unblock something. And then just like, Whoa, watch the results flood in.
1: Yeah. And it does help to have like a sounding board because how many times are you in a situation where it's like, gosh, I just need a sounding board and somebody to give me a simple, ask me a simple question or help me work through it. And Mm -hmm. yeah, it's coaches. I mean, obviously that's why I promote coaches and consultants because I believe in what everyone does, but yeah, that's powerful. If you were able to give yourself one piece of advice when you first started out, what would it be?
0: Well, just actually appropriate to that story I just shared, I wish I had, I would tell myself to listen to myself early and often, because I think initially it was such a dramatic change from being someone else's employee for 20 plus years to doing all of this. And so I was very eager for external advice and I benefited from that external advice a great deal. And I also am now just starting to focus on integrating that with my own sense of what, what works for me. Yeah. So yeah, just balancing that a little bit. I, I'm glad I sought all the advice and expertise that I did, but I think I might have just gotten a little like swept up in it.
1: Yeah, it's so easy to do.
0: <laughs> yeah, I
1: meet people every day that are out there buying every program they possibly can, and and sometimes it's that imposter syndrome that we all deal with at one point or another. Yeah, when especially when you're starting something new, and you're looking at how somebody else is doing it, and you're looking at how you're doing it, and you start to second guess, it's so easy to go down that route. Definitely. Yeah. 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 And then you get comfortable and you start to make your own rules. <laughs> mm.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. I, and I think what happens when you don't take that step to really integrate it into yourself is that you just become formulaic about what you're doing. And that's the last thing people want from a service, like what coaches are providing as I know, yeah. the formula doesn't help anybody. So you really do um, need to take that step to really synthesize it and say, how am I going to, what, what's my point of view taking all of this into account?
1: Yeah. I love that. So Mm -hmm. if there's somebody that's listening that would love to get a hold of you to work with you, what's the best way to contact you?
0: Yeah. So I'm very active on LinkedIn. So that's a great way to reach out to me. And my website is www.wendyholtmark.com. So you can get in touch with me that way as well.
1: Perfect. And I'll put all those links down below. Thank you so much for coming on and sharing your expertise today, Wendy.
0: Thank you, Amy. It's been a pleasure.
1: Yeah. And if you're listening, you want more information about this particular podcast or upcoming shows, you can visit a call to thrive.com. Thank you everyone. And have a wonderful week.